Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, hi there. It's Matthew Donald here to tell you about the Matthew Donald Patreon. That's right. I bet you didn't see this coming. Uh, Patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you can find bonus content for both my shows, The Ritwit and Paleo Bites. For the Paleo Bites bonus episodes, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about the classic dinosaur movie perhaps my favorite movie of all time it came out in a year ending in three it has four syllables three syllables in the first word one in the second first word ends in ick that's right it's the one the only the best classic dinosaur movie of all time (coughs) sorry i had something in my throat there uh anyways it's pacific rim that's right pacific rim now i bet you're thinking wait a minute donald that's not a dinosaur movie and that's where you're wrong remember that scene where charlie day said you know there was a trial run with the kaiju it was the dinosaurs that counts it's my favorite movie of all time, guys. We just wanted an excuse to talk about it. In fact, we want such an excuse to talk about it, they're probably going to talk about it every year. Check out the link in the description for our first of our annual Pacific Rim episodes for the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a wonderful day! <laughs> oh, it's great. Life's so great. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that soldiers of the late 1800s bone wars fought and died for. <laughs> My name is Matthew Donald, and each week I'm a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, uh, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by famed basketball player Stephen Curry. Wait, Stephen Curry, I mean. Well, I messed it up. No, it's Stephen Curry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fun fact, I used to work in middle school and... Stephen ki- Curry. Yeah, Curry. my kids used to call me, can I call you Steph Curry? I'm like, all right, I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure, it took me a year before I realized that was a basketball You player. know, actually, I, pro- I apologize <laughs> for doing that because, like, anytime there's a name, a joke really around someone's name, everyone's heard a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, one time at my famous coffee shop that shall be named for legal reasons, we briefly had a, an employee named Fiona. And I told everyone, keep the Shrek jokes to a minimum. I'm sure she has heard all of them. <laughs> she was probably the, of the age that she was named after the movie. Maybe, you know. <laughs> like, so, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Stephen Curry's a cool guy. Have you seen Holy Moly? I have not. Okay, it's a, it's an ABC reality competition show. It's just it's a mix of uh, mini golf and Wipeout. Oh, <laughs> It's like you you do a, a a hole and then like you have to go through this obstacle and if you fall into the water or whatever it's a stroke penalty. Huh. It's really fun, but Stephen Curry is one of the designers of it. And it's the same Stephen Curry. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to take a look. <laughs> yeah, no, he's funny. He it, it, the whole show is very funny. <laughs> like there's like 
a show a hole called like uh dr puttenstein or whatever where dr. you Puttenstein. where the the, the uh the uh contestants are have these metal bands strapped to their wrists and their ankles and every time they miss they get zapped <laughs> by dr puttenstein's machine that's ridiculous there's a hole called like the distractor where it's just a normal hole where it's like just a one putt you know go 12 feet or whatever but uh, across the other end is like a really distracting thing like a, a marching band with cymbal playing right next to you or like a bunch of shirtless guys dancing and thrusting <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, a baseball game going on someone shouting like a debate going on or yeah something. I would fail miserably <clears throat> if I were playing yeah. that hole <laughs> yeah. of, of course uh, for the um, in the theme of the show that we're currently on there is a putasaurus is there really? <laughs> yes where like you have to you have to uh uh put down like this rib cage of a bunch of dinosaur of, of a big dinosaur thing and then the obstacle is you you go across the tar pit and if you fall into the tar pit oh. it's a stroke penalty oh that's funny yeah <laughs> i like it yeah and then all throughout the because all, all the all the shows of course they have people in costumes and stuff so of course to that show they have all those t-rex inflatable costumes <laughs> i love those suits uh, they they never get old of course not <laughs> like you'd think they'd get old but see i'm doing anything and it's funny <laughs> i mean not anything but, <laughs> but <laughs> Like you've seen those NFL games where like there's a bunch of cheerleaders dancing, but there's just one cheerleader just in the inflatable T Rex costume. That I have not seen. Oh, uh, it's I so believe fun. it. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, the one I liked was uh, it's actually a holiday related mm. one where there are inflatable Santas on the on a lawn, and the dinosaurs in the goofy costumes are going around trying to eat them. And then <laughs> the guy who lives in the house attacks the dinosaurs and chases them all with a bat. Oh so no! It's just ridiculous. Did, the... did Santa get out okay? <laughs> uh, I think he survived. Yeah. But... Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man, this let's see. This we're recording this on December twenty third, and actually, this comes out fairly soon in my schedule. Hold on, let me check when it comes. So, yeah, ha Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Uh, this comes out oh pretty soon. It comes out uh, January fourth. Oh, sweet. So, so we're we're on the nick of time of record. So I was hoping you, we could record it soon. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so Happy New Year, I guess twenty twenty two. May it be better than than these last two years. Oh, I hope so. My goodness. Yeah, you know, 2021 was better than 2020. We got to give it that. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that's like comparing, saying <laughs> this, this poo is better than this poo, <laughs> but it's still better. Yes. <laughs> slightly less smelly. <laughs> slightly less smelly, slightly less death. <laughs> uh, so, and, Anyways, I guess, you know, I, I, we talked enough that I don't really need a dinosaur-related question at this point, so <laughs> sometimes we just get into the conversation. There's no need to even have a, a dinosaur-related question. So let's get right into it. We're talking about Appabinia. Appabinia. Right? Say that one five times fast. Appabinia. Appabinia. <laughs> There's a whole video. Hold, hold on. Let me... <laughs> I had to look up this video. Hold on. Opabinia. Okay. There. We're talking about Opabinia. <laughs> The oh, creature's so right. weird, its pronunciation is like the least weird thing about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, where where the hell is it on my notes? Ah! <laughs> I need while, to... while you're looking for your notes, yes. I, I just want to say, I first encountered this creature in uh, Dinotopia, the world beneath. Yes, that's like one of its only pop culture references. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose we'll be talking about that later. But I just remember as a kid looking at this and was like, what is this thing? I have this... to wonder how they saw it in the sub. It's little. It's pretty little. How little are we talking? Like two inches. Is it really that tiny? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess it swam up against the window. I, I don't know. Yeah, it must have just swam like against the window, had its little suction things like 
on the window, like use this little trunk. Man, it's so weird. But yeah, so uh, op- op- Opabinia uh, type, it is a, st- oh, by the way, it means of the Opabin Pass, which is between Mount Hungaby and Mount Biddle in British Columbia. Oh. So uh, type, it is a stem arthropod, a group of creatures closely but not exactly related to the ones that evolve into modern arthropods. In fact, some studies have concluded that the closest living relative of Opabinia is the tardigrade. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So in that way, Opabinia lives on. It makes sense because tardigrades are indestructible. <laughs> this is true. So it'll be living on for quite a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like you find a, like tardigrades frozen for hundreds of thousands of years. You put some water on it, like, oh, what happened? <laughs> that would be nifty. No, it's <laughs> happened. No, no, I believe. Yeah, That's I believe literally it. happened. There's well, they're, well, they're talking about how um, the moon landings might have inadvertently left tardigrades up on the moon. What? So, yeah, you haven't heard that? No, like, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I know yeah. they could survive in space. Like, I mean, I, they can't survive indefinitely in space because eventually they do need food and, you know, the ultraviolet radiation. Right. Good. But they'll be up there. There are dehydrated uh, tardigrades up on the moon just sitting there. And That's the be thing, because they, they're in a suspended animation. And they only get out of it once it's safe, so they're just going to be stuck like that forever. That's actually kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just going to rot until maybe, they... Uh, maybe we can rescue them eventually. I mean... <laughs> Again, they live, they're indestructible in those things almost, so we probably have enough time to go up there and there save them. There you go. Them. <laughs> like, guys, campaign, save the tardigrades save on the, the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> okay, so size, like I said, two to three inches, four to seven centimeters long. So, yeah. Much smaller than I thought. I thought this was going to be like a, you know, several feet. Oh, no, no. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Hardly anything was several feet at this point. Like, the biggest thing that was, like, uh, was Anomalocaris, that, like, weird shrimp predator thing. It was, like, three feet long. Okay. Yeah, but that was by far the biggest creature at the time. Like, like, and that thing was, like, considered Earth's first super predator. And we're talking, what, 400, 500 million years ago? Here, I'll get to that real quick. First diet carnivore, but then time... Mid-Cambrian, 505 to 487 million years ago. Mm. So up to half a billion years ago. (laughs) That's quite a long time ago. Quite a long time ago. In fact, this is depressing. The way the sun is going, we're more than halfway beyond the point between that and when life is going to not be possible anymore. Oh, that is unfortunate. It's not just like, oh, we have to wait until the sun becomes a red giant. No, it's growing in luminosity all the time. Right, right. It just gets to a point where all the oceans evaporate. Or... It's going to be, what, 800 million years-ish? Okay, so when the oceans evaporate, um, okay, actually, the oceans have to evaporate for it to stop. What's going to happen around this point, so 500 million years in the future, uh, okay. photosynthesis won't be possible. Right, too much carbon will be sequestered. Yes, yeah, so there'll still be oceans, and there'll still be ground, but there won't be anything living in it. <laughs> I think it's weird that the carbon will just stop cycling. Like, yep. It's been cycling over and over again for billions of years. What's going to change about it? The, the, the too much luminosity from the sun. It won't be possible. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The luminosity from the sun will ruin the carbon cycle. Apparently. Huh. It'll get too hot or something or too, uh, like... okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah, so... Well, we won't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. You know? I mean, when we're saying, of course we won't. <laughs> or, unless they discover immortality, like, now. <laughs> but in which case, I, I I don't want that. No. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live 500 billion years. Yeah. 500 million years. 500 I wouldn't want to live 500 years. years. <laughs> Maybe 200. Yeah, just so you can get to when the United Federation of Planets forms, right? Yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> I just have to make it to 2063 so they can see I can see Warp Drive invented. <laughs> 2063. Oh, well, we could get there anyways. Mm, true. Uh, I'll be 70, 72 then. I'll be, I'll be 70, about. 74, 75? Something or? like that. How how old are you again? I'm ni- I was born in 91, so I'm, I just turned 30 this year. You just turned 32, right? So I'm older than you? Yeah. You're older than me by like two years, dude. I thought you were older than me. <laughs> oh, I'm flattered. <laughs> oh, by a year and a half, I think you're older than me, actually. Okay. So I was born July of 91, so you were born December of 89, right? Yep. The last 11 days of the 80s. Uh, how are the 80s? A lot of big hair. Well, that's Big most- mustaches. <laughs> Shoulder pads. Spent most of them in the hospital, so uh, I can't really comment. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so location, British Columbia, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was described in 1912. Um, oh, wow. So, pop culture appearances briefly in Diotopia, the world beneath, as we mentioned, where they dive through the underwater caves of the submarine. How did it survive that long unchanged? The magic of Diotopia, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> this gets to the point where evolution just stops on Diotopia. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's other things too, like this uh, thing where, that I was watching on Tearzoo that has the pronunciation of it. It had some CGI sort of images, like a video of it, which I wagers from some documentary that I don't know of, mm. but I couldn't find it. So, because unless this guy did that himself, which case, good on him, putting it on YouTube for free. Pretty impressive, yeah. But uh, I'm assuming there's some other documentaries that have it. But, anyways, not that I need to tell you this, but the Cambrian period was hella weird. <laughs> The life explosion thing just happened, and organisms were going to all sorts of crazy places trying to figure out exactly what the hell life was supposed to be <laughs> and what niches it was supposed to fill. Like, um, so one of the weirdest creatures, though, was this little creature, Opabinia. Now, you look at that thing and you think, golly gee, that's a weird one. And you're not wrong. What's weird about it? What's not weird about it? Let's begin with the fact that it has five freaking eyes yeah. on stalks like a freaking alien. Yeah, it looks like something out of Star Trek, like mm-hmm. or Star Wars, rather. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, isn't there, like, oh, no, I'm thinking of that three-eyed thing from Star Wars. Was that one, the one that has, like, three eyes that are coming out? When You know what I'm talking uh, about. The, yeah. Ga- um, the Grand? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I th- what was, when was, was he Was he in? in the pod race? He might have been in the pod race. that guy was, yeah, that guy had three eyes. He's a Grand. Yeah, but I think there was someone like him in the original trilogy, too. But I guess it was the same species. They could reuse species. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh... But that guy just had three. This thing yeah. had five. But they were on stocks, though. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. He d- also, that guy didn't have a trunk. So, yeah, that three-eyed alien is not as weird. <laughs> right. So we have a creature. It's 
has an elongated body. Yes. With this weird feathery, I'm guessing they're kind of like fins. Uh, actually, the they it. are uh, extensions of its guts and part of its digestive system. You're going to be kidding me. No. <laughs> it swam with its guts. <laughs> sounds very uncomfortable well here's the thing that's uncomfortable about it too uh it's trunk uh it's like it's at the end of it's it has a proboscis it like ends with a claw like appendage and it points backwards so this whole time the the mouth ish thing that's actually not the front that's the back no no, no it, it is the front but it like as it curves it points somewhat backwards oh it points backwards i got it so it has a digestive system, especially considering the rest of its body goes downwards like that in that sort of fin sort of thing. It has a digestive system that's not just a straight line. It's a freaking U. <laughs> Talk about a rebel. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's just... <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird, man. But, yeah, like, it's proboscis in with the clawed appendages with spines to grip prey. So... Like, it, it it could just grab little things and just get it up to the U and then point it around the U and it would... <laughs> Did it just use its its um, its bizarre body to scare prey and to be like, oh, what the hell is that? And well, that's just... the thing. This, <laughs> I mean, this is a whole time period. Everything was scary. We, I did an episode of Hallucigenia. Remember that one? Have you heard of Hallucigenia? Hallucigenia. It sounds familiar. <laughs> okay. You've seen the thing with, like, spines? They all had spines. <laughs> no, this one is just nothing but spines. Hold on. Let me Google. Okay, maybe I didn't see Hallucigenia. <laughs> oh, I did an episode of it uh, a while back. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Look at that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that thing. Yeah. It's just it's another weird thing. <laughs> it's the Cambrian. I saw something like that on that movie, Evolution. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that movie. It was like Ghostbusters by the same crew of Ghostbusters, but tried to... But with aliens. Yeah, yes. with aliens instead of ghosts. Really yeah. screwy. Yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> But weird, I heard. <laughs> and also, it's like it's but they yeah, evolved a... like over super fast in that movie, right? Right, right. Like, did They're... they did they have babies super fast, or did they just change? Did they mutate? It's all mitosis. Oh, they're like splitting at exponential rates, and then before you know it, they're crawling around in weird things like a walking halluci- hallucinogenia. Oh, okay. And it's, it's very screwy. That, that sounds pretty screwy. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen I've seen clips of it before where they're like there are these bugs like snag one, snag one. I've seen this movie before. The black dude dies yeah, first. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, they get to. It looks kind of like a pterosaur or a dragon. They yeah, these big things flying around, you know, wreaks havoc in a mall, and then right. you know, it's. I won't say how it ends because it gets really weird. Well, mitosis is weird. That's interesting. You say mitosis. Isn't the whole point of mitosis that it splits into a double? Yes. But it, I guess the double can evolve. It duplicates its own DNA. And but then splits. the DNA can evolve. But then how does it evolve then? It's just a double. Random mutation. Once in a while, it just glitches, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, it is a movie, <laughs> and they're aliens. And, yeah. <laughs> but, but. Yeah, I know. But, like, uh, you haven't seen much of Big Bang Theory, have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you have seen. Remember that episode where they were talking about, like, because they were asking, like, how did Sheldon reproduce? Yes, they think that she'll just eat too much Thai food. And, and then it's just like, I'm just so full. <laughs> 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 oh, Sheldon! He was like, "It's like your seventh serving. Oh, just one more bite." <laughs> it turned out to be a nightmare, of course, from yeah. Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "That's it. No more Thai food." Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of. When I think of mitosis. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember watching. Like, I was in college. Actually, I saw a video on 
um, mitosis. And uh, I need I'm, I need to refresh on all of the intricacies of the biology. But you know they have like little organelles that split the DNA itself, mm. and then somehow it copies into so like one strand becomes two strands and yeah that's whenever i talk i hear anything about the origin of life it always talks about mitosis like one becomes two two becomes four four becomes eight so on and so forth yeah mathematics yep as much as i hate math math started it all (laughs) math is was it like they say pacific rim numbers are as close to get to the handwriting of god (laughs) and then charlie is like what (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so glad you made that reference (laughs) uh it's such a good movie i just did an episode of uh the Patreon on it. Right, so Mainly, I just want an excuse to talk about Pacific. It counts. Like, oh, no, it counts. Well, like, no. honestly, like, I'm going to do as many loose connections as I can. Like, it, it doesn't matter how loose the connection right. is. I have Xfinity at home. Yeah. Uh, on demand. And they have a whole uh, page of dinosaur movies. And if you go through the list, there's, like, action movies. There's kids movies. And at the very bottom, it says, there's a dinosaur in it, so it counts. Oh, so, where's like, this list? I need to look yeah. at this list. <laughs> so, yeah, like, they'll have, at the bottom of the list, they'll have, like, um transformers age of extinction yes and you know yes goofy things like yes. that well i mean that Aqu- did have dinosaurs Aqu- at the beginning aquaman so. even though the dinosaurs i did an episode in like, aquaman yeah. oh i love that movie so much <laughs> it's so good no idea <laughs> oh that's my favorite dc movie <laughs> me mine too actually oh it's just so good it's so bonkers it is a little bonkers <laughs> like he rides a, a tylosaurus it's, it's actually the director specifically said it's a tylosaurus not a mosasaurus why not tylosaurus is cool <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Anyways, Alpabania. <laughs> so, it's so ridiculous that when paleontologist Harry B. Whittington first presented his analysis of the creature in 1975 after a thorough re- restudy, allegedly his audience laughed. I wouldn't. I would have laughed, too. <laughs> That's when you know this thing was cuckoo like a Cocoa Puff addict. <laughs> um, still, though, this creature perfectly encapsulates just how bizarre life was at the time. It was early into the time of multicellular life, so I hadn't quite figured out what it wanted to be yet. Kind of like that shows that start out weird in their first season and don't really figure this sums out, sells out until season two or later. You know? Sounds about right. Like, speaking of Big Bang Theory, you know, in the earlier episodes, you know, Sheldon knocks normally. He does, really? Yeah. yeah. Huh, I haven't noticed that. And then, like, an episode later, he knocks uh, Penny. That's when he four. starts the... No, but he has four. Oh. Penny. Penny. I don't know if it's picking it up. Maybe he was just being whimsical. <laughs> but then, after that, he did the classic Penny. Penny. Right, right. Penny three. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. I'm going to have to study that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. Because... The first season, they tried to make it like the original series, mm-hmm. and it was really, really corny. And then the second season, it was still kind of corny a little bit. And then they um, they swapped out doctors for uh, I could go on a whole side. No, channel, I've channel heard about this. That. In fact, the, the TV tropes calls it the term "growing the beard," because oh. the the time when Star Trek: Next Generation started becoming uh, accepted as good was when one character grew a beard. <laughs> Yes, that would that would be Commander Wrecker. Yeah, yes, the first two so, seasons he has no beard, and then in thir- season three on he has a beard. Yes, so uh, apparently in TV terms, when a show really finds its footing, it starts to get good. It's called growing the beard. Ha! No <laughs> kidding. So <laughs> that's fantastic. And the opposite end is when a show like loses its footing, especially when doing something really stupid. Is you've heard this problem before? Jumping the shark. I have heard that, and yes. it's because of Happy Days when. Uh, the Fon- Fonzie is surfing, and at one point he jumps over a shark, and that's usually been considered the point of the show where they started really going down in quality. Oh, so that's where the term jumping the shark comes from. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyways, <laughs> let's rate Opabinia one half sixty-five million, shall we? Uh, just for sheer WTF factor, it gives at least a forty million. But I'm gonna give it a. I think fifty-five and a half million. Fifty-five and a half million. So fifty-five million five hundred thousand. Yes. <laughs> okay. Precisely. Just because it's so freaking bizarre. Right. Five five five, like the number that uh, you see on phones in movies, because every yes, phone, exactly. So that way you know when you call, it's not a real number. <laughs> Anyways, all right, I'm gonna rate it forty forty two million. I think. Uh, fair. Reminds me of Hitchcock's Out of the Galaxy. This thing. <laughs> <laughs> so forty two million it is. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at MattD at MatthewDonCreator.com for general questions to either co-host. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at MatthewDonCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDon64 on Twitter, and MatthewDon64 on Instagram. Uh, I got some stuff to plug, but before I do, what do you got to plug? Yeah, so I am a writer. Yes. You can find a list of my works at stephenccurrow.com. That's Stephen's but with a P-H, not yes. a V. I write, Unlike I write, Stephen Curry, even though it's spelled exactly the same as Stephen Curry, but pronounced as Stephen. I don't know why P-H is a V. It's ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> He's a basketball <laughs> player. He's rich. He can uh, get away with that, whatever that he wants. That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, I have a published... Um, uh, novelette with Heareth Publishing, The Spark, and also a bunch of other short stories and poems. You can go find it out there. Yes, uh, it's enjoy. good stuff. It's good stuff. Anyways, I've also got a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. No Opabinia in that. A bit before when that book took place. <laughs> but, I don't know, maybe maybe when one of the characters goes on a drug trip or something, which doesn't <laughs> happen. But if it were to happen, they'd see this thing and be like, what is that? <laughs> kind of mad. Can imagine all the Jacks making a gigantic oh, Opabinia. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be terrifying. <laughs> also, have another podcast called The Rit Witch, where two twits talk about writing. Um, all right, well, that's it for this week. As we say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh, this thing doesn't make any noise. I'm just going to go WTF. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Ha ha. That one it did. It just always had a cry of victory. <laughs> exactly. Because it somehow survived. It became tardigrades. Yes. <laughs> so. Because it's still alive today. <laughs> it is of. indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.